This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and coming up, we'll talk heart health and how you can take a proactive approach to your heart and get ahead of heart disease and even a heart attack with the folks at HeartFit Clinic. But first, some of the consumer news from the past week. Engineers and scientists trying to find new ways of making their buildings last longer are now going back in time and studying the ancient buildings. Consider this. Modern concrete has a lifespan generally of around 50 to 100 years. So how can these old structures sometimes stand for thousands of years from Roman engineers who poured thick concrete to build aqueducts and ocean barriers? Or how about Chinese builders raising walls thousands of years ago? They're still standing today. Well, University of Victoria archaeologist John Oleson says even in harbors, where seawater has been battering structures for ages, you'll find concrete basically the way it was when it was poured 2,000 years ago. And scientists are now studying materials from long ago eras, hoping to figure out how they've held up for so long. The British Columbia government wants to improve the reliability of the BC Ferry Service. And for anybody who lived through all the chaos that they had this past summer, Uh, It can't come too soon. There were tons of sailing weights, last-minute cancellations. Most of that was blamed on a lack of staff and mechanical problems. So what can the government do about it? For one, it plans to penalize BC ferries whenever they cancel any core service sailings. And that's just one idea. A uh, A Ministry of Transportation statement says details of their plan to improve the reliability of the ferries will be confirmed next spring. And the statement says the province has renewed its contract with BC Ferries for another four years, ending in March of 2028. And the new agreement adds more than 1,400 round trip sailings every year that they call core services. It's a busy time for the Orphaned Wildlife Rehabilitation Society out in Delta as eagles migrating south for the winter stop to scavenge at a Vancouver landfill. And raptor care supervisor Martina Vierstig says about 200 eagles are brought in every year for treatment for everything from broken wings to infections to lead poisoning and electrocutions from nearby power lines. Some eagles even get hit by vehicles after eating a heavy meal of stuff they find at the landfill because they have trouble taking off. And bad news for one of Vancouver's classic Halloween events. The Vancouver Park Board announced this past Wednesday that the Stanley Park ghost train will not run again this year. The train is stalled because it's still in need of repairs and crews are finding it hard to find these very specialized parts. Last year, the annual event was canceled just a few days before it was supposed to start after the vintage train failed a safety inspection. That led to a whole series of closures of popular events involving the train at Stanley Park, including bright nights in December. But this year, the board says all the parts are there. They just won't be able to get the train up and running in time for Halloween. So hopefully it'll be ready for the holiday season. And the Toronto Raptors basketball team has been training this week in Burnaby out at the SFU campus. 
Their training camp wraps up today. Yesterday, they held an open practice at the university, and their first preseason game is scheduled for tomorrow at 5 against the Sacramento Kings here in Vancouver at Rogers Arena. It's the only preseason game they'll play here in town this season, and it's the first time in five years that Vancouver fans have had a chance to see the Raptors play here. This is Vancouver Consumer on CKNW. I'm Martin Strong, and coming up, it's all about keeping your heart healthy. We'll talk to the folks at HeartFit Clinic when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. This is Vancouver Consumer. And according to data from the government of Canada, one in 12 adult Canadians live with a diagnosis of heart disease. That's about 2.6 million of us. And every hour, about 14 of those Canadians die. But the good news is that early diagnosis and treatment of the medical conditions that lead to heart disease can really reduce the risk. And we are learning more and more all the time about what causes heart disease and more importantly, what causes heart attacks. And with me now is someone at the leading edge of this. And he believes it's time to rethink many of the things that we've come to believe about our overall heart health. Diamond Fernandez is the founder of the HeartFit Clinic, one of the world's premier cardiac rehabilitation and heart and heart attack and stroke prevention centers. You can find them online at heartfit.ca. They're on Douglas Road in Burnaby. That's their location. They provide cardiovascular assessments and heart disease treatments with some of the most cutting edge technology in the world, which we're going to talk about in a second. And Diamond Fernandez is with us. Hi, Diamond. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you. All right. So last time I talked to you, you were very excited about a new piece of technology that the HeartFit Clinic has that uh, is not found uh, in very many places. It's the Artificial Intelligence Heart Scanner, the AI Heart Scanner. So uh, how are things going with that? Yeah, it's uh, given us some amazing data to find out where people's risk is safely, painless, no radiation, no dyes, and more importantly, very accurate. So we can be as accurate to the angiogram, which is the gold standard, and without any having to do poking around inside the artery walls, because these arteries are a muscle, right? They're not a pipe, and inside the artery walls, all skin. So testing that involves high radiation and uh, radioactive dyes should be done wisely, right? Especially to see what's going on in terms of risk. But in our clinics, I mean, we got great assessments to see where one's risk is of a heart attack or stroke. And more importantly, we have the tools to be able to then reverse, and I say reverse, how we reverse cardiovascular disease. Right. And uh, the AI heart scanner, like you say, uh, is, is a very safe alternative to, to testing. And people can come in and have a free uh, assessment off the top if they go to heartfit.ca. And because it's the, uh, the early days of the AI heart scanner, you have a, a, good, uh, a, a good deal for people if they want to come in and uh, get their heart looked at. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, we're, we're in the you know, season of obviously getting back to school and obviously we're well back into it now, but you know, we're, we're in fall and we want to make sure that we're having, going to have a healthy you know, rest of the year. That's always important stuff to be able to look at. So yeah, we, 
the heart scan itself is, yeah, we're doing a 50%. So it ends up being, um, it's nine ninety five to do that scan. We get 50% off that. And we also get 50% off of our report fee as well. So it's, um, you know, it's a good deal to just even just, if you, if you just want to know where your risk is, it's an inexpensive, uh, you know, if our car breaks down and we need some new tires, that's, uh, you know, simple, quick things to do, but, you know, we've got to make sure our, uh, who's driving the car is very important. Um, not everyone has self-driving cars, right? So, um, you know, we're not in that technology with, uh, with our bodies yet. So it's very important to be able to just understand where your risk is safely, painlessly with no radiation, no radioactive dye. This, I mean, this, uh, stuff, the scanners that we brought in, it's, it's FDA approved. Uh, obviously it's, it's, well-researched double-blind clinical trials in like i believe three continents eight countries and um so it's a very powerful thing and 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 uh we are the only clinic that offers this test period because mm-hmm. and then you're gonna ask me well how come our doctors don't do that <laughs> so i'll get into that yeah well go to heartfit.ca online and find out more about how you can take advantage of this we're talking to diamond uh, Diamond Fernandez, the uh, founder of the HeartFit Clinic, also also the author of Beating Heart Disease, which you can uh, you can find online at HeartFit.ca. The book. Um, so let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the uh, sort of sort of I, I don't know if what you want to call them, but some of the myths about heart disease. And and I want to mm-hmm. start with a with a big broad question: Why do fit people? people who you wouldn't think would be at risk, fit people, why do they get heart disease? Well, I mean, fit people are fall into different categories, right? There are fit looking people. So they're thin. Um, they might be active a little bit, but you know, they might play golf or, or go hiking once in a while and stuff like that. So there's that category of people, but then there's also the fit people that are, Hey, you know, I, I play hockey all the time. I'm good. And then, and then there's the, we'll call them the ultra fit, like, you know, those people that do marathons and, and uh, do like ultra competitive sports. And when you do that, I mean, we saw uh, just actually just recently, we saw a 49 year old in our clinic and they, you know, they do like whatever long day uh, training and, and, and competitions and, and where they run and bike and, and swim and, and, and they put their body through quite aggressive, but they actually have heart disease. And, when you do uh, a higher end, like exercise we know is good for you, right? If we were to bottle up exercise and put it in the form of a pill, it would be the most prescribed pill in the world. It has that many benefits. And when we look at uh, people that are exercising and they're exercising very vigorously and for prolonged periods of time, there's actually a certain level our body can take before actually the arteries get, can get damaged. And so inside the artery walls is all skin, and as I talked about it. It's not a pipe. If any doctor tells you that it's a pipe and we're waiting for it to get clogged up, that's not what you want to hear. Like, it's a very archaic way of people thinking of the artery like a pipe. It's a muscle. And inside the artery wall is all skin. It's just like the skin on my face. And that skin can get damaged. And when that skin gets damaged, this is where, um, you know, I'll get into that a little bit later, but where different sized particles of cholesterol can sliver in. It's not just about cholesterol. But my point I'm trying to make is, is that exercise or over-exercising can be damaging to the lining of the artery wall. So there is a balance. And then, of course, there's a fit-looking person or a person that is active all the time. We don't know what they're doing outside of activity. We don't know what they've been exposed to. 
We don't know what genetics they have in, in play. We don't even know what um, you know nutrients that could be causing, again, damage to the lining of the artery wall. You know, we can see people that are exercising all the time and eating somewhat well, but they're like, okay, well, maybe that gives me a license to go abuse my body once in a while, maybe go on a binge with alcohol or, you know, go eat fast food whenever I want or whatever might be the situation. But inside the artery wall, it's all skin. We always got to think about what can hurt that lining of skin. And so that's my answer. I mean, I could probably do the whole show just on why fit people have heart disease, but it's... uh, the biggest thing is what is what are things that can damage the lining of the artery wall, and that's what we look at at the HeartFit Clinic. Right. So it's it's just more reason why uh, just because you exercise a lot, or if you do exercise a lot, it might be worth uh, getting tested and and having uh, the folks at at HeartFit Clinic uh, take a look at that because you you talked a little bit about genetics, and I guess mm-hmm. that's that's a huge part of this whole puzzle, isn't it? Genetics and And whether you're, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it is, but it's not like, and I'm going to give you some research. Like, yes, we know that genetics can play a role to heart disease. Absolutely. But it's also, uh, when we go into the hospital, let's say we walked into the hospital today and there was data on this and, and the studies vary. But if we go into the hospital and we see all the people that are in the heart ward and, and they're, they've had heart attacks and strokes or, um, or sorry, or heart attacks or bypass or stents, about, about 8% of them of that population that are there are the ones that are there because they have a genetic profile, meaning they've had a strong family history. That means that 90, let's say, let's call it 90% of the rest of them, 92 to be precise on that study, um, were there because of environmental factors, something that they did in their life that caused them to have inflammation, Right something that caused them to have. Gen- so genetics are important to look at. Absolutely. I mean, we can get into really understanding genetics really well at the heart fit clinic and getting a really good genetic profile to see what's going on with you. Especially if you don't know who your parents are or, or whatnot, or they may have passed at a point where you're like, well, they didn't pass from heart disease. They passed from something else, but they could have had heart disease looming. Not everyone gets a, you know, uh, an autopsy to see the artery health after, after death. So, it's important that understanding that when we look at genetics, yes, it does play a role, but environment is a much greater thing to be able to look at. Right. And when you say environmental impacts, um, I, I immediately think of, say, smoking or, or not exercising. But what are some other environmental impacts that affect the health of your heart? Well, stress is really big. Um, obviously, that's a big one. It could be poor nutrition. It could be, obviously, uh, things of lack of exercise or, or, as we talked about earlier, just too much exercise, right? So there, there are hundreds of things that can damage the lining of the artery wall. Obviously, again, it would take all hour to explain all that. But just to understand this simply is, is that it goes just beyond looking at that one part. And that's what we do at the Harvard Clinic. We just get to go more in depth on different things that are going on with people. So it's not always about just that one thing. Right. And uh, what about blood pressure? How does, where does blood pressure fit into Absolutely. all this? Absolutely. Blood pressure is one of those things that damage the lining of the artery wall. Same with diabetes and high blood sugar or even insulin resistance. Those are things that can hurt the lining of the artery wall. People don't even know. Like if you're walking around now and you think you're very important, well, then you should get your heart checked properly. That's number one, right? Like if, if you're, 
if you have a family that you're responsible for or someone's depending on you at home or work or wherever it is, you're important. And so to walk around and think, okay, well, you have to be walking around with a six pack. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just talking about you should be at least aware of where your risk is. And cholesterol, uh, you know, um, is not what causes heart disease. People think that cholesterol accumulates to a pipe and you have a, a last piece of pizza and you end up with a heart attack. And it doesn't happen that way. And so when we talk about, uh, you know, uh, people and how they look, you know, like, oh, well, I look okay. That's fine. But even if you have a little bit increased waist circumference, and increased waist circumference is if you can pinch your stomach and you've got some, obviously, some, some things to be concerned about there. Well, then, hey, that's something maybe you want to look at. Just make sure that your heart is okay because you could be on the path of a heart attack and we can stop it. Or you can be on the path of a heart attack and then your first sign of it is a heart attack, right? So, Yeah, and that's not uh, the way you want to get hip to your heart problems is to have a heart attack. <laughs> you want to get no, ahead of sure. that. Yeah, absolutely yeah. you do. Yeah, we're talking to Diamond Fernandez. Uh, he's the author of a book called Beating Heart Disease, which uh, you can also get as an audio book, I notice, uh, on the, uh, the website heartfit.ca. And uh, people can go in at, to the website, find out everything they need to know, and set up a, a, a consult, uh, you know, an appointment and get a consultation at no charge. And you mentioned the AI heart scanner right now. There's a, a good deal where it's like 50% off this AI heart scanner. So, uh, go to heartfit.ca and, uh, you can go to their location, Douglas road in Burnaby, 1126 Douglas road. And when we come back, uh, I want to talk a little bit more about, uh, cholesterol because cholesterol is always what people talk about. It sounds like cholesterol is the main reason why people have heart attacks, but diamond Fernandez says that's not necessarily true. And we'll also talk about some things that uh, you can watch for that may show that you are uh, in danger of heart disease or having a heart attack. Uh, that's when we have more with Diamond Fernandez, the founder of HeartFit Clinic. And we'll talk to Diamond some more when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. It's Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong, and we're talking about the health of your heart with Diamond Fernandez. Uh, he's written a book called Beating Heart Disease, which you can find on the HeartFit Clinic website, heartfit.ca. They're, uh, they have locations all over Canada, but they're in Douglas Road here in Burnaby in the Lower Mainland. And uh, Diamond, uh, we started talking about uh, some of the myths about uh, heart disease and heart attacks. And uh, one of the things that you always hear about with heart attacks is cholesterol. How's your cholesterol? And it sounds like that's the number one thing to watch for when it comes to heart disease. But you don't think that's necessarily so. No, and it actually bugs me because now, like, especially now you got people who have not had a heart attack now are, like, worried about their cholesterol, right? And, and I think the only time that people should be prescribed cholesterol-lowering drugs is if you've actually had a heart attack or a heart event. And so that, anyway, I, I won't get into that details of it because... And here's the data. There was a study that was done, 136,905 people in this study with people that were admitted into the hospital with heart disease. 
So they actually have had, they're in the hospital with heart disease. And when you look at those people, and we, when we, we looked at all their cholesterol profiles, 83% of that population had normal LDL cholesterol. 70% of them had normal triglycerides, which is another, uh, we've heard of the good, the bad, and the ugly. So the ugly being triglycerides, the bad being LDL. And then the good, it was like a coin flip. It was like 50%. So it's, it's not the right thing to be able to look at to see what's happening in terms of cardiovascular disease risk. Now, what, what's important is, is that sometimes cholesterol gets raised up and down based on what's happening in your body. And so I think it's important to look at cholesterol trends. But to give cholesterol-lowering drugs just because you have high cholesterol is not the reason why people have cholesterol. So I'm going to break this down and make it very simple. Inside the artery wall is all skin, just like the skin on my face. If we make the A-OK sign, you know, you put your thumb and finger together and you got three fingers uh, uh, hanging out there. So the A-OK sign, that's what the inside of the artery looks like. It's all skin. And there are three fingers left over. So let's talk about three things that, can, that are important to look at when it comes to heart disease. Number one, inflammation. We talked about that just before the break. Something has to damage that lining of the artery wall. Hundreds of things can damage it. We talked about it's like increased weight can damage it, poor nutrition can damage it, but high blood pressure can damage it, high blood sugar can damage it. So there are hundreds of things that can damage that lining of the artery wall. And when it gets damaged, now number two happens. There are several or a few different buckets that we look at at the HeartFit Clinic. And I look at these buckets like golf balls and tennis balls. So the good cholesterol comes in a bucket of golf balls and tennis balls. The bad cholesterol comes in a bucket of golf balls and tennis balls. And same with the ugly, comes in a bucket of golf balls and tennis So they each have their individual buckets. It's important to understand the particle sizes because it's the small particles that can sliver into the lining of the skin. And I use the word sliver um, appropriately because everyone's had a sliver that's gone inside the lining of the skin. So let's go make our AOK sign. Make sure you don't do it while you're driving. But, you know, the AOK sign inside the artery wall is all skin. We've had things that have slivered inside our hand before. Now, Martin, what happens when you sliver something inside the lining of the skin and you're not able to get it out? I'm guessing it sort of gets inflamed. Yeah, it gets inflamed. It gets infected. So that's the third thing. It goes through an infection or an immune response, and it builds up like a pimple would on our face. So is cholesterol the problem? It's part of the formula, but taking cholesterol-lowering pills is not going to solve all those buckets. And as a prevention side of things, that's very important. And even for people that, have, have, like, that do have heart disease, we, we, we get people off of their drugs all the time in a safe and effective way, right, as we start to heal the artery wall. But cholesterol is not what causes heart disease. So to answer that question, it's about getting understanding about what the artery is. And if you do have high cholesterol, well, now it's important to understand the particle sizes, but I would want to know where your risk is of a heart attack or stroke. And that's what we do at the HeartFit Clinic really well. Right. And it's, uh, I guess, an example of the kind of sophisticated testing that you have at the HeartFit Clinic that you, you don't often get with a, a family doctor. And they, I mean, and, and this isn't to say that your family doctor is not part of this entire puzzle. You are just sort of an addition to the family doctor, right? Look, your family doctor loves you. Even your cardiologist loves you. It's just what's in their toolbox. And we love our referrals from family physicians because they understand, hey, if you want more detail about where your risk is, I'm not going to send you to a cardiologist because they're looking for a plumbing problem. 
go to the HeartFit Clinic so that you can get more in-depth. And obviously, they know that they're limited in what they can do. They can just check for cholesterol. They can check to see if you're diabetes or have high blood pressure. Those things should be taken care of at your family doctor level, absolutely. But if you want to know where your risk is, they might send you to cardiology, but probably not unless you're feeling symptoms or chest pains or something like that. And that's where cardiologists excel. And again, it's not like cardiologists don't love you. They're looking for a plumbing problem. But artery disease is not a plumbing problem. And I'll explain that now. So imagine you have a five-lane highway system and all five lanes are open, right? Mm -hmm. No problem. And imagine that five lanes equates to what the inside of your artery looks like, how much blood's flowing through. If we just have construction on the side of the road, what's going to happen to the traffic? It's going to slow down a bit, right? It's going to get a little bit congested, but still cars will get through. If we close one lane every month, and that's your route to the office, by the time you get to four lanes closed, you might start to feel, oh, this is getting a little bit harder to get through this traffic. And what you might even start to do is start to find side roads or find different roads around it. And that's what your body's doing. So it might warn you that, hey, I've got chest pain or I can't climb a flight of stairs with a pain or whatever it might be. That's where a cardiologist might come into play. And I say might because at the HeartFit Clinic, there's, a, there's trials that have shown that you don't always want to see a cardiologist and get a stent or a bypass at that level either. Because at the Hartford Clinic, we can grow new arteries and improve blood flow and artery health and artery function. And so where cardiologists do excel is if you have advanced stages of a disease where you're actually having the heart attack. So let's go back to the highway analogy. And imagine you have just one lane closed. And all of a sudden, an accident happens and all four lanes closed. That's a heart attack. Similar to how the inside of the artery wall is all skin, and we'll go back to our AOK, making the circle with, between your thumb and your finger, and let's look inside the artery wall. If a pimple builds up inside the lining of the artery wall, like a pimple on your face, if that pimple pops, that's a heart attack. We'll see you after that. But that's where you need to go to the cardiologist and get that stent or bypass surgery because that's what we call an acute event. So if you have unstable disease, that's where the cardiologist excels. If you have stable disease or you want to know where your risk is, this is where we excel. Mm -hmm. Again, it, it's not that they don't love you. All their testing is designed to look for a plumbing problem. Like you have to have four out of five lanes closed on that highway system to see if you have advanced stages of a problem, right? Mm -hmm. And you'll miss 90% of heart attacks that way. So this is where the HeartFit Clinic will bridge that important gap. Yeah, lots of testing. Uh, Diamond Fernandez is the founder of the HeartFit Clinic. You can find them online, heartfit.ca. And uh, talking about some of the symptoms of uh, heart disease and a heart attack, I mean, there's the obvious system or the symptoms, chest pain and all that stuff. But what about some of the early signs that you may have uh, a plumbing problem or not a plumbing problem, a, uh, uh, something wrong with your five lane highway Artery. or something. Yeah. And, and, or the blood and one of, yeah. The blood flow. And one of the things I hear a lot about is erectile dysfunction being uh, a real uh, indicator of heart disease. Yeah. And, you know, we run to our doctor sometimes and we're like, oh, gosh, I'm not getting enough blood flow or, you know, and it's not, hey, we can prescribe something. Here you go. And, and that'll help you. Well, that's actually an early marker for looking at your cardiovascular health. The arteries going to our sexual organs are a lot smaller than the arteries going to our heart. Right? And if I, again, if I attach all your arteries together, it would go around the world not once, not twice, but almost three times. Right? Wow. And that's, that's, 
So I'll say that again. It, you're, if I attached all your arteries together, it would go around the world almost three times. And that sounds funny because you got arteries that are about, let's call it the width of your thumb. And then you got arteries that you can't even see to the naked eye. So if we take a strand of your hair, you know, you got arteries that are smaller than what you can even see to a hair. So wow. that's why that, that happens. Now, the arteries going to our sexual organs are a lot smaller than the ones going to our heart. And so if you're starting to get limited flow, then, hey, this is something that we want to be able to improve that flow. And that's what we do at the HeartFit Clinic is we look at your artery health, right? Obviously, erectile dysfunction or sexual dysfunction can come from other concerns. But if it's a blood flow problem, this is now maybe considered looking at your artery health because where's your risk of a heart attack or stroke this way? And we, I've been doing this for, uh, I'm going to date myself here, but uh, I've been doing this for, gosh, since 99. So we'll say 24-ish years. And so, um, and how many men who tell me like, oh, I've, 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 I have, you know, sexual dysfunction uh, and I've had it for years, even leading up to this. Well, that's like, just even anecdotally listening to that, that's a huge thing to be able to look at before it even happens. Man, I wish I took care of this when I had that problem right away because I knew that was a problem. Well, coming to the HeartFit Clinic, we are your artery experts. We know exactly what we have to do to help you reverse that disease process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and reversing the process, that's not something that uh, we hear a lot about. A lot of people think, well, you can't reverse it, but you can actually reverse the, the, the problem at the HeartFit Clinic. Well, we'd like to look at the artery like a muscle. It's not a pipe. And if you think of it like a pipe, and it's a little bit more challenging to think of it how you can reverse it. So inside the artery wall, again, I'll come back to our thumb and finger analogy, it's all skin. And if imagine a pimple's building up inside the lining of the skin, that's, that's important, right? That, it, that analogy, right? Everyone's had that pimple on your face. And if it pops on your face, not a big deal. But if it pops inside the lining of the artery, that's your heart attack or stroke. And when we look at the artery itself, if you have that pimple, how we reverse heart disease is to strengthen the skin over that pimple so it doesn't rupture but also by changing the consistency of that pimple so it doesn't pop. So those are the things on how we reverse disease. And if you have advanced stages of disease, then one of our favorite things to do is external counterpulsation therapy where we get to grow new arteries around those blockages. So what the HeartFit Clinic is really good at is understanding where your risk is at your artery health. And more importantly, if you have that, then if, you, if you've had a heart attack, heart stent, or you, we found out that you, you know, hey, the blood pressure pills and the diabetes is now causing heart disease. Now, um, not the pills itself, sorry. If, if your blood pressure is not taken care of, as what I'm trying to say, is damaging the lining of the artery wall, these are the things that we want to look at. And now we want to grow new vessels around that blockage so we could improve that flow. Because it's exactly like the highway system. Imagine four lanes closed and maybe even the fifth lane closed. Here's a, a crazy statistic. 45% of heart attacks that happen are silent, meaning True. you didn't even know. And wow. that's a crazy statistic to think about. And it's exactly coming back to that highway analogy. Imagine that last lane closing up and it's gradual. You've already developed those side collaterals enough to maybe compensate for that reduced flow. So you don't even have that, the massive heart attack symptom. So you've given your chance to body to, to repair itself. Wow. 
Well, all the more reason to go to the HeartFit Clinic. They're on Douglas Road in Burnaby. You can find them online at heartfit.ca. You can also give them a call, 604-330-4348. And Diamond Fernandez, the founder of the HeartFit Clinic, thanks for talking to us. My pleasure, and uh, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving to you, too. Uh, This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong, and it was on this day... In 1960, one of the worst shootings in Vancouver history. I've got that story next when Vancouver Consumer continues on CKNW right after this. This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong. And if you looked at the front page of the Vancouver Sun on this day, October 7th, 1960, you would see this bold headline, Fusillade on City Street. Well, first, you might be struck by such a big word used in a newspaper headline. Uh, Maybe we were just smarter back then. I don't know. I had to look it up. Fusillade means a series of shots fired all at the same time or in quick succession. And once you know what it means, you realize it's actually a pretty frightening story. After a former war hero named John Conroy went on a shooting rampage on Granville Street in the early hours of the morning. And as I say, this was back in 1960. Conroy was in a walking cast with a broken ankle and was very drunk after a 10-hour bender in the local bars. He was apparently agitated at what was a very mysterious letter that he had just received. Uh, Something in that letter had made him very agitated, and it may have led him to walk down Granville Street firing a high-powered hunting rifle at any pedestrian he saw. Conroy fired a lot of shots and he killed one man, 26-year-old Arthur Jorgensen, from a distance of over 200 meters. He narrowly missed a bunch of other people who were able to duck behind cars and buildings. Conroy would then stagger back into his hotel and commit suicide. So what about the contents of this letter? Well, the clerk at his hotel says he handed it to him and watched Conroy open the letter. He said he had no idea what it said other than the fact that he read it and, quote, just walked out with a disturbed look on his face. And it was a hot topic in the newspapers in October of 1960, with the Vancouver Sun saying the police were madly searching for that letter after the shooting. People had all sorts of theories uh, about what was in the letter. Was it a lover breaking uh, breaking it all off? Maybe it had something to do with his years in the military. His close friend, John Humphrey, told the Vancouver Sun that Conroy was a sensitive, intelligent man who also had a love of guns. At the time, Conroy was an out-of-work tugboat operator who his friend called sort of a genius. Humphrey also told the Vancouver Sun that Conroy knew five or six languages and was an avid reader. He also said that in World War II, he had saved five or six men by pulling them on board a raft and later was decorated by the British crown. The letter uh, remained a mystery for a while and was talked about a lot in local Vancouver media. That was until the contents finally were made public. Turns out the letter was from a collection agency saying they were going to repossess his TV set if he didn't pay up. 
So uh, I don't know if that's what caused him to go on the shooting rampage or not, but that's what the letter said. And that's what Vancouverites were talking about on this day, October 7th, 1960. And coming up on Vancouver Consumer, there was a lot of chaos this past summer if you were traveling by BC ferries, long waits, lots of cancellations, but the provincial government says they plan to do something about it. I've got that story and more when we check the Consumer News next. I'm Martin Strong. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. The opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW.